Men deserve toys too, manly toys. With goat guns, we turned historical firearms into accurate miniature gun models. They are one-third the scale and less than one-tenth the cost. Our die-cast metal models come with intricate working parts so you have something to fidget around with during those work calls. Have a little fun and start your gun model collection today at GoatGuns.com. This episode of Watching the Throne is brought to you by you, the listener. We've chosen to keep the show ad-free and only ask for something small in return. Please head to iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. Those reviews really help with our exposure. And if you'd like to make a small monetary contribution, head to patreon.com slash Podcast, where you can donate increments of as small as $1 per month. Thank you so much, and stay wavy. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert, and today we're doing a storier with Tasha Maddox. Uh, Tasha, thanks for coming on, and why don't you uh, introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm Tasha Maddox. My name is Tiny Tasha on Twitter and Instagram, and I recently just started picking up um, doing a lot of Kanye art. Actually, I've been an artist for most of my life, though. That's awesome. That's a... I've always had a secret aspiration to be an artist, but just not the patience or dedication for it. writing. Yeah, but not not art. So when I saw your work, I was just very much like, "This is so cool. This is you know the kind of thing that I that I wish I could be doing." And yeah. it's something that you're getting to do. Yeah, thanks for that because. I actually can relate to that a lot because I wasn't really focused on it a lot throughout my life. Like I was always an artist and enjoyed doing it in my spare time, but I never really took it serious until like in recent years, actually, in the last like two years. (laughs) So it must be pretty rewarding to make that switch and then to be part of a, a show like the one you were just part of last month and to have the response to your work. I mean, because on Twitter, it, it got a lot of really nice comments, a lot of nice shares, and to just see, to go from not taking it seriously to seeing that response must be yeah. pretty, yeah. It, it was definitely a push to keep going because with stuff like that, it's really, especially with art and things that you're trying to like basically sell to the public when you're not getting any type of response at all, it can definitely like halt your um, creative juices and just make you give up on the process in general. So that was definitely a big boost for me to keep going and stick with this. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where they always talk about, you know, art should come from within, but at the same time, you, you make art to share. And yeah. that sharing is such a, a huge part of everything. Yeah, because it's easy to, um, to keep making stuff and keep it to yourself. And that's what I was doing a lot of my life when I was saying I kind of do stuff like, in my own personal time and for fun. So a lot of my artwork is like with family and friends or just in my own personal like house or um, wherever. But recently is when I recently like just started selling it and everyone getting it out to other people because of um, mostly because of that show. Like they reached out to me from my um, Instagram page where I had posted my wall that had like three different Kanye pieces on it in my dorm room from Louisiana State University where I used to attend. I'm actually a college dropout myself, so I can relate to that too. (laughs) But um, yeah, so they saw that. And on that wall, I had um, uh, uh, the power cover and I recreated it with clay. Actually, it was for a ceramic class project, and it was a 3D portrait of that cover. And um, a couple of other personal pieces that are just random things with, like, the Yeezy bear and stuff like that. And then another cover from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. One of the ones that has the red border and everything. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, they reached out to me about that and asked if I'd be interested in coming up with three pieces for a show that they were doing in the next two months. And that's kind of how it all got started. <laughs> what was that initial feeling when you got that message? It was, oh, that was crazy, especially because it's in New York City. So everyone thinks that that's like a huge thing, especially in the art community. Like, even if you don't sell anything, like just going there alone and being part of something big like that, like, you're, of course, you're going to make like these new connections and stuff like that. So it was really a worthwhile experience. I actually only sold one of my three paintings at the show, but um, it was great. It was definitely great. And like I said, I'm about to, I'm going to be working with them again soon. Yeah. And what's, uh, what's that upcoming show? Yeah, it's with the Art Hub NYC. And this one is just a show that's completely celebrating and supporting black artists. So it's, I'm not, I don't think it's actually black artists, like anyone can be in it, but it's covering and like supposed to be supporting black art. Okay. So it's not excluded to that, but it's just about celebrating black art. They are kind of tried to started doing it in February, but it got pushed back because the Kanye show ended up being later in February. Makes sense. You wouldn't want to over, <laughs> overlap the two, right? Yeah. Um, and any, any Kanye pieces get appear in that or are you going a different direction? No, not yet for that. I kind of wanted to take a break for that because actually after the show happened and I got so much like, um, so many views and stuff like that on Twitter, a lot of people reached out and I ended up selling the other two pieces within the same week that I first posted on Twitter. And then a lot of other people were asking for, um, different ones and like if I could recreate certain ones. So I actually did three more of, <laughs> of paintings of the ones that I sold in the show. So I've been working on that for a while and now I just need to kind of focus on this little thing for a bit. So I do want to get back to the Kanye stuff for sure. Like I have some other sketches and different things in the work that I've been, like I said, I've been kind of doing this for the last like three or four years, but I haven't really presented it on this large of a um, scale. So I'll probably get back to that after this next show. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm personally hoping to see more uh, Kanye Dragon Ball Z crossover. Yeah, that was, oh, that was one of, I think that was one of my first things. That was the first thing that I did on like a large scale canvas, actually. That's really cool. So uh, Kanye has, has it been something that you just did these for this art show? Kanye has been something that you, uh, like, as, a, as an artist, as someone you've been interested in in a while. Yeah, definitely. Cause I've, um, I've been influenced by his music on a huge scale since I was a child. Actually, like he was one of the only rappers that my parents kind of like let us listen to growing up. And, um, my, both of my parents are from New York originally. So they kind of had that Jay Z vibe, everything like that. So that's kind of how I got introduced to him at an early stage. So I was drawing like the um college dropout bear when I was like a kid actually like <laughs> a few random like things that my mom dug up of like sketches and stuff that I have of that so yeah I've been doing it for a while but I wasn't like super really into it like I said probably until actual college like and that's when I really really started understanding like really understanding the music and the meaning behind everything that he was saying mm. and the albums that I could really personally relate to is like more than just the like visual aesthetic behind it because that's a lot of what I liked behind it growing up but since I could relate to it so much more it was easier to like do certain paintings and pieces that um were more than just the bear and kind of had a deeper message to whatever that song was in particular or the lyrics that I'm hearing you know yeah, that must be really cool to, uh, having grown up with some of those Kanye albums, to be able at this point to not only rediscover them on a personal level, but to rediscover them and interpret them in art. It, it's like a whole other level of personal with the music. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, uh, what albums were you listening to when you were a kid, or were your parents letting you listen to? Um, well, I'm mo probably mostly... Um, college dropout and late registration that I can remember growing up because especially like um, 
there is a couple of songs from those that were in games that I used to play with my brothers. They were like race card games. I can't remember <laughs> what games were. It was probably like, I don't know. I can't, you can't quote me on this because I, I didn't, I'm not big on video games, but maybe like Fast and Furious or something like that where it was, they were playing um, the songs in the actual game when you're driving on the radio and stuff. And that, um, it's like, um, what is it? I, I'm trying, like, I can have, I have a tune in my head from this specific. <laughs> um, but from college dropout in particular, I know Jesus Walks was like a big one because um, my dad is like more on the religious side. So that was really cool to see in the music video too because we didn't really see anything like that growing up. It was like a lot of stuff where it was like you're listening to music and there's like points in the song where you got to close your ears or you have to like, um, cut out what you're saying and stuff like that. So it wasn't like a lot of that. And oh, my parents were also big Lauryn Hill fans. So All Falls Down is definitely my favorite song and always has been. Um, yeah, what else? I can't remember. Off the top, <laughs> good with quoting. That's that's a uh, that's a cool way like connection to have with the parents too. Like just being able to have them loving Lauren Hill and then to have kind of that all falls down connect like bridge of Lauren Hill and Kanye. Yeah. And like I said, my dad was more of the Jay-Z fan. So that's kind of how that all came into play. Like I wouldn't say either of them are huge are Kanye fans at all. Like especially my mom can um, definitely doesn't appreciate how arrogant he can be at times. But um yeah, so, like, it's cool that their influences and stuff like that, like, the different music that they listened to growing up and soul beats and stuff that he sampled through other music is stuff like that they were really appreciating. So that's why they can kind of appreciate his music in a sense because they, they hear those things and then they can tell me, like, oh, yeah, like, this came from that and stuff. Like, I really loved growing up hearing all that kind of stuff, like, that his music was sampled from so many other things and they would, like, show me and play these older things for me like these really soulful tunes and i really appreciated the connection now, who needs genius.com when you have parents that can offer that kind of knowledge yeah <laughs> um and it sounds uh do you and your dad uh ever debate who is better on watch the throne oh no nothing, <laughs> nothing like that no he wouldn't i don't think they ever like I, they wouldn't debate with me about Kanye because they, I like they know that that's like just my thing right now. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't like go very well. <laughs> um, so as you're you're listening to the albums as a as a kid, it, were you following along as like graduation 808's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, or was that kind of something where? Um, you know, recently you kind of get back into Kanye's main discography. Yeah, no, I did. I think I was always listening to that as it came out, especially because I was more into, I was big on um, radio music and radio hits. So his stuff would come on in the car and stuff and I would hear and know, like I can, I could tell like, oh, this is a new Kanye song. Even if they're not saying it or something like that, I would always go back home and like look up on YouTube and just keep watching it and memorize the lyrics and stuff like that so there's like been a lot it's like mostly the stuff that I knew growing up were his biggest hits and the different things that he would play a lot on MTV and stuff like that but then when I grew up and like went to college and was able to like really look into his music and the stuff behind that I like found all these other songs and like gained a bigger appreciation for it in general like the first time I listened to graduation full through I was actually driving to Louisiana State University um, the first time for my, by myself because I live in Maryland. That's where I'm originally from. So it's an 18-hour drive. So it's like the per one of the perfect albums to like listen to throughout because he has all those skits in between it. And it just really keeps you like going and awake and visual. Like that's all. It was a, really a visual album for me. Like that was a huge thing behind it that even if like I wasn't actually there wasn't music videos or anything like connected to all of the skits like I could kind of like listen to along and like make stories in my own head which keeps you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah having that connection to 
like the visual connection, I think is something that isn't often discussed when it comes to albums, which makes sense because they're so sonic, but it is really awesome when uh, an album can get multi-sensory like that and not just have you hearing things, but have you really picturing and uh, envisioning. And with you being a, a visual artist, I'm sure that's huge for you. Yeah, definitely. That's why it's so easy to, for me at least, to um, incorporate his music into my art. Yeah, with the pieces that you did, was there uh, specific songs that you had in mind or specific albums you had in mind when you were coming up with them? Um, well, yeah, because there, there's 808 and Graduation. Like a little of both of those are in the mix of it. And then um, can, Spaceship. Spaceship is, is that light, late registration? Uh, college Dropout. I'll just drop out you, okay. So yeah, and then the the one that's the skyline is just based off of that, um, off of a, a lyric specifically from that song. But the other two are more of a combination between late registration, college of dropout, and eight oh eight. Like I use the bear and the um I use the bear from graduation and the larger one. But the color scheme and everything like that from it is more of a like 808 kind of vibe, like that really poppy kind of thing. Mm. And then um, for there's another one that looks kind of like that bear one again. Like there's two that kind of go hand in hand with each other. And that one is it's like really off of late registration. It's one of the um, another it's a cover art from it and in the original cover art it actually has Kanye West standing and a gray tuxedo and the heart is like wrapped around him if you're familiar with it so it's kind of just like a play on that one but using the bear instead and then with that kind of color scheme that just as you said has that poppy element to it that's like bright and yeah. fun even though there's a lot of a lot of chaos in it yeah yeah, that's what I liked about it cuz like if like I could like just slightly changing and toning down the color scheme, it would have looked completely different. You're right. Like it would have really looked like dark and edgy. And, like with these hands coming out of these like holes and stuff like this and like where is it taking these things? Like it look it would look scary. Like especially when I had it kind of in black and white, like it had a completely different vibe before it came to color. So, I really like that. I used these really, really bright poppy colors and like layered it in a way that it was jumping out. And a lot of people, for some reason, like brought to me and like thought like these were like it was a Dr. Seuss kind of thing. <laughs> I had comments on that at the art show if it was like if it had anything to do with Dr. Seuss. And I like that though because that I'd love that growing up too. So I probably do like naturally have some type of like influence by that in my artistry. And I feel like that's a great thing about art is that it can like influence you in so many ways that you don't even realize and like other people can come to you and be like oh like this looks like so and so and you're like oh it re it does like I didn't even think of that like that's not how I put it together but you're right and that's a really cool thing which always gets to that interesting conversation about like artist intention versus the work itself right like, yeah because the artist, you could have one intention and never, never really realize kind of the subconscious influences that are like helping you shape this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can definitely relate to that because at, um, one point when the tweet was really blowing up and going viral, somebody commented on it and was basically calling out the artwork for unoriginality and said that it was, um, copying the the um artist behind his original graduation cover it's um it's an asian artist i can't remember yeah uh murakami murakami yeah so they were like kind of like it was someone who felt really 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 passionate about me copying that artist specifically and they were um but i wasn't even familiar with it and that's like another one of the things like i was saying like i didn't even actually know who that artist was and that he did that or he was behind the um, cover until 
that person called me out on it. So I kind of went back and was like, well, I like, I'm, I'm sorry if that's how you feel, but that's not the case. Like, I really don't know who this person is. And I kind of looked into it myself. So it wasn't like I intentionally thought I needed to figure out how to mute that before. I <laughs> but sorry, that's okay. I wasn't intentionally trying to, um, copy anyone or anything like that but that's that's just how artistry is like and that's how Kanye West even is as an artist like if he never incorporated other sounds and people that he um saw or heard that he felt like some type of way about really influenced him into his music then none of his music ever would have been what it was or is to this day yeah that's a well so it's funny because I I mean, I haven't studied Murakami because I'm not an artist that study like a visual artist that studies other visual artists. But I'm I'm pretty familiar with his work, and I never once thought like Murakami, like it's, yeah, exactly. So it, it's always a conceptual thing, and that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's things that you can see and relate to things that no one else would, and that's why I really love about art and artistry, and especially and even in Kanye West and his music, like. Some people think he's the worst person in the world and just hate his guts entirely. And then other people look at him like a complete God. And I love that there's things in this world that can have like two completely different sides to it. Like no matter um, who's viewing it, everyone has their own personal opinion that shifts in ways in its own way. Right. Where if everybody just agreed, like, amazing, great. It's kind of... Yeah, like, does that actually mean anything? Like, what is that thing, really? Like, it just, it doesn't feel like it holds any value if you're not going to have some type of criticism, you know? Like, somebody has to, like, feel offended by whatever it is you're doing or you're not making waves. Yeah, like, it. if you're appealing to everybody, you're not taking a stance on anything, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and it, just to also support your point about Kanye being influenced and like taking influence that song Southside Serenade just leaked that it was probably from uh an early version of the life of Pablo and it's almost identical to a Leon Russell song Manhattan Island Serenade okay exactly like and and those are some of his best like that some of his best work is when he samples these artists that no one has ever really heard of and especially in um, the like rap culture of music, like he samples a lot of artists that are in completely different far out genres that people wouldn't expect to um, to like be able to work in this kind of like rap industry or this sound. And it's like it just educates so many people like it gets people to like look into other things like that's why I really love about it, too. Like yeah, he's- that, that branches um, your opinion, even if it's like too far out from what you think he's like norm like what he's supposed to be or what your idea of he of him is like it just brings you closer to other people and other things he's the best music professor i've ever had (laughs) like as somebody that doesn't study music doesn't like know a lot about music history listening to kanye and just paying attention to what he does and reading more about what he does. Yeah. I've, I've learned so much about artists. I never would have recognized. Um, I've listened to albums. I never otherwise would have. Yeah. He does that for you. Well, and I guess it's probably from an artist standpoint, it's probably very interesting for you too, with Kanye's background in fine arts. And that he was going to be like, he had a, he had a scholarship to a fine art college. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it definitely does. And it, and it makes me feel a little bit better right now about like recently becoming like in my stage and era of the college dropout, because I was, I was pursuing fine arts as a um, minor as well in college. Not, it wasn't like I didn't go to it on some scholarship and I didn't pursue it as a huge dream. I always kind of kept it in my pocket, like, yeah, I'm good at art, and this is kind of something that I can fall back on, and this is something I enjoy doing in my spare time, but I never really looked at it as a lucrative career path, or even just something that's, like, um, 
ideal for my future in that in that in that financial state. So when um so like yeah like when I was able to go back and really really listen to the college dropout again and go over late registration like there's a, all of the albums really go back to addressing his point of really kind of being true to yourself and your own vision and um, beliefs and goals and not like focusing on pleasing other people, especially like your parents and stuff like that. Cause that's kind of always like the hardest thing to let down, especially when it comes to stuff like school and whatnot and things that they think are going to make your future. You kind of just have to trust yourself and hold faith in your own like process you just had me nodding along in like very like deep agreement. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's it's not just inspirational because he's somebody saying that and allowing that. It's he he did it. Yeah. And knowing that backstory really makes those albums that much more like okay, I can I can do this too. Like I maybe I won't be Kanye West, but nothing's stopping me from being Kanye West, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, man, I love that. <laughs> uh, so albums, which, uh, which album is your, is your favorite? Is it the early Kanye? Is it, is it my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or Yeezus life of Pablo? Um, it's, see, it's like, it kind of depends on what type of music. Like that's kind of, I guess why I'm like relating to the college dropout so much right now, and a lot of time during college, um, when I was going through different things with breakups and stuff like that, I was really really hooked on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and 808s, like a combination of the both of the two. Um, but and then I really 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 loved the life of Pablo because that was when I was like most immersed in his actual music like at the point in my life and I was actually um I went to not the concert in Madison Square Garden but if you're if you remember they had showings at theaters and everything like that around the country the same day it came out yeah. so you could see it live so I went to that with some of my close friends and different things like that so that's like I can really relate to that album because I have a lot of actual like memory behind it of really like being involved in it and stuff like that and waiting for it to come out and being really excited about it and everything like that. But as far as like what songs I'll go back to and just listen to like day to day randomly the most, it's probably still um, the college dropout. It's just that early era of all falls down, slow jam, spaceship. Yeah, and I'm and I'm really and I and I really like all of those like that kind of tune of music like back then in the early thousands and stuff. I listened to a lot of different older music like that anyway, so it kind of just falls into the stuff that I'm already listening to every day in my kind of library. <laughs> it's uh it's still crazy to me to think about like the 2000s era of music and i remember feeling like it felt so new and fresh and now when i go back and listen to it it feels so 2000s it it feels like you were like it was like a whole deck like like generation before you like it was like so old but it's really just <laughs> well, it is now it's almost 20 years ago it's 2018 yeah, that's... and that's crazy to say that in another like five years or so the college dropout's gonna be 20 years old or something like that like that's yeah i saw some post on uh on the kanye subreddit and somebody was like i just listened to yeezus for the first time and you click and they're like hey i'm 13 i just listened to yeezus i haven't listened to a lot of kanye because all my friends think he's old and trash and yeah. it's just like oh my god like to me too right around yeah you're right around the time that Jesus came out a lot of the younger kids and stuff weren't into like they they were kind of like disgusted by him like they thought like he was just this old sellout of a man like oh it's so sad but but that's music it comes and goes like that's how people are in generations like of course 
the um, generations under us are, aren't going to appreciate his music and the ones before us are also going to be like, like, who is this guy ripping off everyone else, you know? Like, where's the other people's credit? Yeah. We're, we're That's the... how, how we feel now. Like, Kanye has created all these artists that are branching out, like, right now. Is, but that's just how it is. Like, he's he's going to be an icon he's forever, I guess. That's how legends work. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like what it's our it's our group. that's really like we're the ones setting that legacy in place. Yeah. So it's funny that like the younger kids aren't really appreciating Kanye right now, but he's like, that's how all the artists that are kind of out right now, they're even if they don't quote to say that they find a lot of their musical inspiration behind Kanye, then it's probably another one of those things, like I was saying before, where you kind of like, even though you don't know you're in, like inspired by this and you're hearing this sound and that's what you're kind of like incorporating into your own thing, you are. Because it's just like he kind of changed music for what it is today, I feel like, in the last 10, 15 years. It seems like every album he comes out with has reshaped, like, in a. Uh, Maybe not music as a whole, but at least like a wide swath of music. Like the college dropout late registration sound changed up everything. The 808 sound changed up everything. Like the Yeezus sound changed up everything. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I'd say the life of Pablo has any very crazy distinct sound, but what he's doing now, he's already like, I guess he's already made enough noise to be able to kind of just like settle in in some type of space where he feels comfortable and he's just coming out with whatever he feels like is true and good and sounds like right for that time. Like it doesn't seem like it needs to have some huge death defying message. Like it is, it is really gospel though. Other than that, I'll give you that. It is very gospel. It is. And I think that's an aspect that I, when I talk with people about life of Pablo, it seems to get, not mentioned a lot, but there's so much mention of religion and faith and like struggle with faith and finding that faith in that album. And it seems like if anything, I would say that like a lot of that may have came from him recently starting an actual family and finding that love and trust of again, like after he lost his mom, it was like a lot, a lot different for him and being out and with people and trusting and just feeling like he had faith in different things. Like he's very vocal about um, how we're all going to die one day and every, nothing's promised to you except death. But um, having that belief and that faith in that higher power that like, I guess it just, it, the family thing made it, it made it all like really, really, really obvious him yeah and i think uh real friends and wolves shows off exactly what you were saying like he kind of looks around at his life and is like these are the people around me like i need my family they're the ones that have like helped me be reborn and redeemed mm-hmm. yeah hmm. makes me excited to have a family one day <laughs> Definitely. um also you had you'd said that you would listen to a lot of radio music and a lot of pop when when Kanye changed up his sound on Jesus and Life of Pablo, was that a bit more of a of a shock for you, or was it something that you were on board with right away? I wouldn't say it was a shock for me, or that I was like automatically on board for it. Well, yeah, I was because I'm one of those like diehard Kanye fans. <laughs> he says his worst things. I'm like the person that like gives a Kanye grin and just shrugs my shoulders. Like, but um. It was. It definitely wasn't my favorite, but there are things that I can appreciate from it on um, that I can more than any other like album before it, like from Bound Two specifically in that music video, or the or the only one with his daughter and stuff like that. Like that had so much more. Like when I eventually like had time to really like look into it beyond just the sound of the songs like past the um visual aesthetic and everything like that like then it kind of really changed for me and I started to realize like it was much bigger than 
it was sought out to be like than everyone thought it was it really was from first view or from first listen so I do appreciate it a lot more now than when it first came out but I've never been one of those people who like heard something and just was like like oh I hate this (laughs) always gave everything that he came out with with a chance because I don't know I feel like a lot of his albums have a whole picture so you kind of, you have to like be able to listen through the whole thing at some point to get something out of it. Like yeah, you might not like some things, but that's like that's just a give or take with life. Yeah, that's that's the whole like thesis of our show is that graduation, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, Jesus, and the life of Pablo are concept albums with like narrative beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, and that you know like a song like Freestyle Four might not be on its own like an ideal Kanye song, especially compared to something on life of pop or the college dropout or late registration. But what it's doing on the whole for the life of Pablo is awesome. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate a lot of the features that he had in the life of Pablo. Cause like that was when I was also like, I said, like this is the time and I'm really more so getting into music and stuff and discovering other artists like, I was aware with a lot of those other artists that he has worked with in the past, especially Kid Cudi. I've always been a huge Kid Cudi fan. But, um, um, yeah, like, Chance the Rapper, I recently started to listen to him when he came out with Acid Rap. Like, he was one of my favorite rappers, like, early on throughout college and late high school. So when he was, like, really a big part of that album and stuff, that was, like, huge for me. Um, I've always loved Rihanna. Rihanna's on a couple of his different last couple albums too so there was a lot that made that worth listening like it wasn't yeah that was a huge part of it i think was the features like it brought in a lot of different people like he's not afraid of bringing in like big power names because i don't feel like he has like he ever thinks anything will kind of like overpower him in a song it just makes it better very much i think I was talking, uh, I was recording a a story yesterday and we started talking about his growth in development with like Jay-Z, right? Like college dropout, never let me down. Jay-Z, I think is arguably probably brings more to the table on never let me down than Kanye. I still think Kanye, but I think like rap fans might go with Jay-Z there, but as Kanye's discography progresses, there becomes less and less of a distance between Kanye as a rapper and Jay-Z as a rapper. Mm-hmm. And to just reach a point where like, you know, Kendrick or Kendrick, uh, Kanye has Kendrick yeah. on no more parties in LA and just like toe for toe. Yeah, exactly. That's how a lot of, a lot of those things are. And he even like early on when like, well, Drake is still kind of at the height of his career, but he started working with Drake and was like back and forth. with like, it's just, it's perfect that he can, he has no fear to bring in these like heavy hitting artists, even though he's always, he's like this old name in the game. Cause at some point it always like seems like when you're the older name in the game and you're bringing in these heavy hitting artists, it's just to save your career. But it's always been more like he's helping make these people's career instead. Like it's just creating a larger foundation for whatever it is that they're working on. Yes. Appreciated that. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it, and I think that kind of shifts. Like on College Dropout, it does seem like the features that Kanye has are because it's like I need not I need help, but like I need validation from these established people. Yeah, but it's like those people were validating him before they even like he was validating himself, like before he was even like saying like. I feel like I should be able to do this or I'm going to make this album or whatever. Like people were telling him he was great too. So that's not right. every, everyone has critics, of course, like there's just people, <laughs> especially like Jay-Z was one of the people, like first people to tell him like, no, you can't rap. But so. he made a believer out of Jay. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and do you have a, do you have a favorite kind of Kanye moment it's either like an interview that he's done or like um, uh, 
it's something that he said to paparazzi or just uh, a photograph of him and his family. I can, yeah, I can think of something, but it's like, it's really embarrassing and hard to explain because it's like, it's a clip of him and he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like rapping, but he's not. It's just like complete gibberish and he's just going off and like, I don't, I don't want to like <laughs> try to reenact it, but it's really funny and it's just complete gibberish, but he's not actually rapping at all. He's just like being Kanye. Yeah, is is this, explain it? <laughs> is this uh I know on when I'm trying to think of how to frame it when he is working on songs and doing kind of like the unfinished portion of the song, he'll just be like kind of rapping and go like na 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 like Chicago blah 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 and it's on it's like it was a viral thing on Twitter. I wish I like would have thought about this. Uh, I need to look this up because this sounds amazing. All right, we'll find this at some points. Yeah, one day I'll see it and I'm going to DM it to you because I'll come across it again. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So what are your, uh, your kind of top five favorite Kanye tracks? Um, okay, let's think. Top five. Um, well, like I said before, All Falls Down is really big for me. So love, love, love Lauren Hill. That's my favorite um, female artist. So I really love that. Um, and then there's like, there's one that I, can I, can I say certain ones for like just the, um, the music video behind it or the visual side behind it? Absolutely, yeah. So I really, really, really love Paranoid. Like, it's a really old school vibe. Like, when he, and Rihanna's in the music video, she's not, she doesn't sing or anything like that in the song. But it's when they're um, driving in a race car, or he's driving in a race car through this, like, really haunted looking dark forest on this, like, single road. And it has this really, really, really old school, like, vibe. And it's also, like, shot with, like, toys at the same time. Like, you can tell that it's, like, that, um, that, like, um, motion stop animation where you kind of just like move things in space and stuff like it's really cool um so all falls down that addiction mm. off of registration because that was another thing that became really really big for me in college that i really related to like every single weird from it that and all falls down i said that Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like that's I've related to both of those a lot because from the lyrics specifically, like with me being in college and everything with those two. Mm. Uh, I really, really like the good life or good life with T Pain. Like that's my feel good kind of song. Like when I'm in a bad mood and I just wanna play something to like just like get a little poppy and stuff in my car. <laughs> Um, I got four already. That's so many. <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna end it with only one because that music video makes me like crack. Oh my gosh! But I didn't put. I have to take out one. Can I have six? <laughs> yeah, you can have six. You can have six. After only one, I just thought of that too. Okay, only one because that music video is so special to me with North in it. Like it, it's just phenomenal, and it makes me want to cry. And it's um, sung from, like, the perspective of his mother who passed away and who never got to meet his kids or anything like that. And it, was, it was just huge. And then Hey Mama also, because that's, it's Hey Mama. Like, that can make, that, that makes me cry, too. Like, that's another one of those really big, heavy-hitting songs. Like, when I'm either, like, uh, either love my mama to death or I hate her guts. And either <laughs> those really really like make me like really sit there and think like about her and my relationship with her and everything yeah those songs are not just songs when like you let them resonate with your emotions like that they're really things that kind of recalibrate you yeah uh, which uh you mentioning the music videos i feel i feel so dumb for not asking earlier with like you being a visual artist, what uh, what are your views on the Kanye music videos? 
Oh, it's all phenomenal. I feel like I wish he was more, like, I wish he devoted part of like tracks on movies and stuff like I feel like even then he kind of has like this huge play into their visual aesthetic and it like I seen in an interview once where someone was saying like when you meet Kanye or you're with him like his energy and everything is so hype that you feel like you either have to match it or you feel bad about yourself for not being that great and that's like that's what I feel like he brings into everything that he does, especially with vid- videos and stuff. Like it just brings out the creativity and everybody around him. So I've never seen like, yeah, there's not one music video that I really dislike. Like there's songs that I don't appreciate to its full extent and I can't quote word for word. But even then I still appreciate the music video behind them. That's uh, are the only one music video in the Paranoid music video your two favorites? Um, no, I really like Touch the Sky, and I've actually mm-hmm. have been working on a painting kind of behind that music video for a while that I haven't gotten very far with yet. So that's another one of my favorites. Um, Heartless was pretty cool too. Because it was a different, a whole different thing, like how he set that whole thing up in the um, animation sequence. I really like that. Hmm. No, what else? Off of the top of my head. Oh, good. Um, Gold Digger was pretty fun. That's a fun song, though, in general. It's so, of course, the. Music video kind of match. Good Life was a really, I, ha- I really like Good Life's music video as well. And I have um, a painting off of that. I have a, I just did the Good Life like pretty big, like how in one of their views, I think it's like pink and blue, just like the color scheme and the wording behind it. Like a lot of the things are like in graffiti letters and stuff like that as he's going through the song. Is really bright and poppy and vibrant and I consider myself a pop artist so I could do a lot with good life like if I just wanted I could just make it I could like make art for good life for like months <laughs> I can just see like the the Tasha Maddox uh good life series and it's like good life number one good life number 22 good life number 175 basically like everybody just lived this good life <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, 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 um, had kind of fallen in love with the Love Lockdown music video. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. That one always blows my mind. And have you seen the, uh, like the nine minute short films, uh, We Were Once a Fairy Tale? I don't think I've seen We Were Once a Fairy Tale because, no, what is, that's not... What what that's a song too? I don't I never I'm not familiar with that. Um what's the song? Um it's an eight oh eight song and I don't know why I'm blanking on the hold on. Okay. It's uh the See You in My Nightmares. It's a line from See You in My Nightmares, but he did a, a video for it. It's called We Were Once a Fairy Tale. It's like nine minutes. It was directed by Spike Jones. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it just has this insane, like, the ending is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But I do love Love Lockdown, too. I didn't mention that before. I do have something kind of in the works with that, too, with the ballerinas. That's a, that's something that people like recreating a lot. And I really, I've, I've always been, intri- I'm, not, I'm not a dancer myself, but I've always really, really, really appreciated the artistry behind um, ballet. Oh, yeah, that, uh, the... Runaway ballerina video is just that's one of the most iconic things Kanye's ever done. I like seeing all the, the like the ballerina tattoos people will get. Oh, I don't think I've seen any tattoos. Yeah, I'll find some on uh, I'll find some pictures and DM them to you or tweet them at you. <laughs> there have been, been some cool like ballerina tattoos or like the the headless king tattoos. Yeah. Um, hmm. I 
think that does it for most of the questions. The only other thing we have on the on the table is we we give uh, every guest a, a last call opportunity, which is just uninterrupted time to say anything else you want about Kanye or another topic in general, and you just have the floor for you know ten seconds, three minutes, ten minutes, whatever you want. Okay, um, let me think real quick. Okay. All right. I'm just going to guess. I guess I'll just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> this is your last call. Go ahead and go. Okay, my name is Tasha Maddox, and I'm a visual artist who is a huge Yeezy fan. Um, yeah, I've been working and doing a lot of art specifically to Yeezy since I've been in college for the last like three, four years at Louisiana State University. Started with my whole wall like, and eventually started going to art shows and stuff like that around the country with it. So my dream is for Kim Kardashian to see my stuff and put it on the walls of their kids' room. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, because if I meet Kanye West, I'm never going to fail. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com